0: they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: ChumbaCasino.com
0: and live the Chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Come out. Come out. Wherever you are. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: You may not find us on your TV, because in case you did not know, we're being brought
3: to you one. Brought to you on. Brought to you on.
2: And welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the one who causes all the trouble in the in the in the, the, the back cave in the studio. Kimmy, I got one name, Kimmy. She seems nice. You don't. That's true. I am not the nice one. I am Mister Not Nice. You are Mister Rude. Yeah, that's me. I am Mister Rude, but I do not look like that Mister Rude uh, figure character. I, I don't. I fool you. That's right. Is that correct? Uh-huh. I fool you. I don't look like him. I don't have my tongue sticking out, and I'm not... Isn't he orangish-red? I think he's something mm-hmm. like that, isn't he? With a big blue nose? Yes. I'm not that way. And I believe he has like a French accent. <laughs> I am not that way. Uh, not too often, at least. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. Welcome to 395. Coming up on this episode, we're going to uh, go back in time with something that is... Well, related to an event that we were at a week ago, if you're listening to this as this show uh, gets uploaded on the day it does, it's uploaded on a Sunday. And by the way, hint, the show will be revolving around Sunday funnies in a way, and also in a weird, twisted Twilight Zone kind of way, will also be tied into steampunk. Okay. Because about a week ago, we were in, well, it was a week ago, uh, we were in Mount Dora, Florida. We were there and befriending a whole, just a whole bunch of people, made new friends and saw old friends as well. And one of the topics that was coming up around everything, what was steampunk? And everybody kept throwing out one example of what steampunk is, and, uh, you know, a mainstream example. And we will kind of get to that here in just a moment. I thought it would be the perfect opportunity on a Sunday Funnies kind of thing to do because this is the alternate to that big sports thing that is on right now the day we upload this. There's a sports thing on? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I know, you know. But we are the alternative to that. And by the way, you can check out episode 394 for some alternative programming to that. uh, Well, that maybe that sports thing that you might have heard of uh, because we have an old time radio program on there. Matter of fact, a couple of episodes of the adventures of superman from 1940 it's family friendly and you know if you want to get away from that sports thing you know whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah that that thing so you can check that out that is on 394 and on 395 which is this one we got something coming up shortly here on the Riley and Kimmy show now please check out our website rileyandkimmy.com because i well while kimmy was taking a big dog nap i Made sure that some pictures were uh, were shared from some of our social media links. Uh, we had an adventure on Saturday. Uh, we took Rocket, the small dog, out on an adventure and stopped by and saw friends all over Deland, Florida. And when we are in Deland, Florida, we have to stop by and see Jim and Terry at Carousels Collectibles, our favorite collectibles shop in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And... With Rocket with us, Uh, we stopped by and said, hello. And As usual. As usual. And you, we left there not empty-handed. That's right. And, you know, it's one of those things. I love going there because you never know what you're going to find. I mean, hey, I found a stomach action figure there one time. Come on. I found Godzilla's before. Even Godzilla Beanie Babies. Now, Mm -hmm. where are you going to find stuff like this? You just don't know what you are going to find. And on this latest adventure, we found... A Auburn fire truck in very good condition. This is a rubber type fire truck. Mm-hmm. And it has its paint on there. It has not been rubbed off. It hasn't been chewed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, its tires, its axles are straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I've never seen one with black tires before. I've seen them with white and I may have seen with yellow, too. I was just going to say, I just it flashed in my head, I think... Uh, The tires on the one that I had were Were actually yellow. Yes, Yeah, Yeah, they were yellow, I believe. And this is the first one I've ever seen with black tires. Mm. But, hey, who am I to toss that aside? Because it has black tires. I want it. And it went in our Batmobile and is now in the studio right now looking right at us. And if you want to check this uh, car out, if you're one of the older nerds that's listening to the Riley and Kimmy show, you might be aware of this vehicle, especially if you played with it back in the 1950s and 60s, might have survived as a hand-me-down into the 70s like it did for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And me. Oh Well, yeah, that's right. You played with the truck too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your fire truck. Mm-hmm. So we found that and we added that right to the uh, collectible room. And Well, it's actually right here in the studio. And you know one of the things, giving I am really looking forward to possibly finding other vehicles like that that we found at carousels collectibles in less than a week in jacksonville florida at retro rama collectibles they have a big show that's going on pop culture collectibles action figures lunch boxes toys 12 inch gi joes oh i mean just a ton of things mm-hmm. that will be there now they do have some modern era collectibles but they really want vendors there that have stuff that's older and when i say older like from the 90s and further back and mm-hmm example carousels collectibles will be there and boy i don't know how far back he could actually go he showed us today or not today he showed us on saturday a i i i can't even really reveal what it was but it was a game a board game correct Mm -hmm. and in mint condition from approximately i think 1952 to 1955 it was i couldn't believe it, it was all i think all the parts and everything were right there and it looked like it just came out of the the showroom or the uh the department store back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe he's taking that one with him to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I, I think I asked him and uh-huh. I, I think it's staying in, uh, in Deland, Florida, yes. but he will be bringing things that are, you know, from way back when he could surprise us. Mm-hmm. I will be stopping by his table. I'll be stopping by everybody's table. Matter of fact, there are so many things to see so many things to do at this event That's happening on February 8th in Jacksonville, Florida. We have been invited to this event by the promoters. We have a table there. We hope you can come on by. We'd love to meet you. We will be recording an episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. We'll be talking about nerd things. We'd like to talk to you about those nerd things, those geek things, those freak things. But if you're shy and say, hey, I don't want to be part of the the podcast, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, We'll just talk about those without recording. Mm -hmm. Still like to see you. By the way, if you are... Feeling a little bit competitive, there's chances for you to win. Multiple chances. There's a cosplay contest, and there is a trivia contest that's going on as well. And with a trivia contest, you could be a winner of $150 in prizes. So make sure you bring your skills to the table. And may the best nerd win. And you know, don't be shy if you've wanted to be a you know a costumer, a cosplayer, or you've just thought about putting on some makeup. Or you have a favorite superhero, science fiction character, horror character, something that is, you know, nerd related. Come on down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a wide range of uh, costumers that will be there. We know some of them that are going to be there. Uh, you know, some of, these, some of these costumers are, I don't want to say hardcore, but they are so passionate. A good example is somebody we know in Deland, Florida, who will be bringing four different costumes with him. Mm -hmm. and we've seen that before like a free comic book day Uh, you know for a little while there'll be one character and then there'll be another Mm -hmm. and part of that and I understand that because it's example like if I go to like a mega con which is a a very large convention you are like you know it's three days do I want to go just as three characters because I have so many I love or do I want to go two a day Mm. you know that that's where you kind of I understand in my case some of the cosplay that i do it is a little hard to change that costume really quick to do that i don't know how some of these do mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah, a little difficult <laughs> so that's why generally i stick to one per day
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, don't, I know i i, I Amy, those like our delan friend that is going in four and one of those is just for competition i should point out and you know good luck to him that's what i have to say uh-huh. let's hope he makes us proud from central florida Yes. And if you'd like to find out more about this fun event, go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and we have all the information, links, and things like that. And by the way, Kimmy does have some information about, oh, maybe one, two, three, maybe four different celebrities that will be there.
3: Yes, from The Walking
2: Dead, Axel Lou Temple will be there. Wow, a chance to meet a Walking Dead member on the day when The Walking Dead returns to A-M-C. So that'll be something you can tell your friends about, say, I actually met somebody from The Walking Dead. And there are some others who are surrounding in the world of horror. Mm -hmm. Veronica Carlson and Susanna Lee, who are both Hammer Horror Queens. Now that will be a fun and fantastic thing right there to talk to them about, you know, way back when and uh, possibly, you know, their experiences with Peter Cushing or... Uh, Christopher Lee as well. Another uh, person who will be there is associated, Kimmy. He's associated with, well, the world of Oz. Oz? Oz? (laughs) That's just a fairy tale. It's best left on the bookshelves where it belongs. Now, Ron Baxley Jr. would say that is not true. He's an author of 23 years. He will be at this event. He has been a published Oz author for 16 years, since an early edition of his the Talking City of Oz was published. He's been published in international, national, international publications, and to his credit, of Oz books are modern version of The Talking City of Oz and a new sequel to The Talking City of Oz, The Evil Emerald Village of Oz, science fiction books, and many Oz Wonderland books he has written. We have a complete, uh, you know, book list of what he has available. You can you can purchase these. Uh, we have those right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. I am looking forward to meeting... Uh, Ron, we have communicated uh, in the cyber world. So mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting him in the real world. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it'll be like an Alice in Wonderland experience. I I, I don't know. Or maybe like a, a visit to the Emerald City. What do you think, Kimmy?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about that. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking to Ron and plenty of others, and we hope you do as well. And that is at RetroRama Pop Culture Collectible Show happening Sunday, February 8th, and that is in Jacksonville, Florida. And, yes, the Riley and Kimmy Show will be there. for More details right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Now, a week ago, we were in Mount Dora, Florida at Renninger's, and we were just running them up. Mm-hmm. Kimmy and I, you know, I wish we had had more time or maybe a stopwatch, you know, one of these magical stopwatches that just could have stopped time. Or maybe like an hourglass where I could just you know turn it the other way like in the middle and it just would have frozen time I could have mm-hmm. been like uh, Kronos in Pierce Anthony's sci-fi fantasy books mm-hmm you know mr. Piers Anthony who by the way resides in Florida hint to any promoter I wish you'd get him at a show love to meet him mm-hmm. he's one of the reasons I live in Florida yeah I'm talking about Florida many years ago but anyhow I wish I had that ability to just have frozen time a little over a week ago because at Renegade there's so many things to see and we we were going to make another trip back in a very near future. I yes, we are. I guarantee you that. But a week ago as we upload this show, we were there for a big steampunk event and Phantasmagoria was there to entertain. And one of the things we did was talk to the members of Phantasmagoria, those who we could pry free from, uh, you know, doing the entertainment thing. They mm-hmm. were dancing with fire, they were eating fire. They were breathing fire. And just plenty of other activities going on. And one of the things we did was interview them. And which, by the way, we have those available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com And then we interviewed individuals who were you know, steampunkers. Uh, You know, they were doing the cosplay thing and stuff. And we're asking one of the questions, you know, what would you recommend to people who don't know what steampunk is? You know, what is it? And one of the things that every single one of them all mentioned Do you remember the author that they all mentioned? Mm. Oh, I know you know this author, Kimmy. It's Jules Verne.
3: Mm. All of them
2: mentioned Jules Verne, you know, Jules Verne. And they are correct, Jules Verne. How could I argue with them? You know, um, probably 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the big example of steampunk. I I, I have to ask you this. Now, one of our, our steampunk friends, oh, man, he knew the trivia on that movie. And can you tell me what studio did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea back in the 1950s? Mm, Universal? Uh, Disney. Disney. Yes. And can you tell me what famous individual was in that movie? No. Well, his son is about to be (gasps) in a Marvel film. Oh. Kirk Douglas? That's right, Kirk Douglas. Okay. Kirk Douglas was in that movie, and... James Mason, as well, hmm. and a ton of people bringing that up. And we, we were all just nerding out, which gave me the idea you know, it could be fun on a Sunday funnies to go to Jules Verne in a steampunk kind of way on a Sunday funnies. And you're going to say, How on earth are you going to do that on a Sunday funnies? Because you know, Jules Verne in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea isn't exactly funny, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in honor of Kimmy. We try to almost every Sunday do something Sunday funny wise. Now, we're not always successful with this, but we try. And the reason being because way back when, when you were a little girl, your father used to read the comics to you and stuff like that. The funny stuff, right? The funny papers. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we visit the world of old time radio, the golden age of radio. Sometimes it's, you know, comedians and things like that. Well, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to tie Jules Verne in with Sunday Funnies, and how we're going to do it is with somebody who was, well, huge. And not just in radio, but also in films, and also television, stage, known internationally, known to this day, major impact, and that is Bob Hope. Bob Hope was on NBC Radio, and right around the time, right around the time that 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea came into theaters, he decided to do a parody of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. His version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And I thought that would be our Sunday funnies. Our way to pay tribute to Bob Hope, to keep radio alive. The golden age of radio because I think that's so important, the theater of the mind, because so many people, they don't realize that those programs existed, and I don't want them to fade away. This is a chance to keep them alive, and this is some family-friendly entertainment here on a day you might want to escape. And it's also a way to kind of, and I know I'm stretching here, to get into the world of steampunk and to honor our friends at Phantasmagoria. And that's actually who we're sending this out to, all our friends and our future friends who are steampunkers and you know, in travelers and all into that genre. And I hope you enjoy this. Be sure to tell your friends about it. And you can find out more about the Riley and Kimmy Show. By the way, we update our website 24 7 with nerd information stories, geek and freak, and also horror and sci fi related in cosplay. And you can find that right on RileyandKimmy.com. Right now, going back to the 1950s, here's Bob Hope on NBC with his parody of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea.
0: The Bob Hope Show. And now, here is Bob Hope. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Hey Bob, we're all set to start the show. What are we going to do tonight? Well, I just saw a terrific movie, Walt Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The whole thing was filmed under the ocean. Really? Yeah, they're still ringing out the cameraman. But <laughs> <laughs> 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is such a great story, tonight we're going to present our version. Wonderful, Bob. There we go. some sea music left. <laughs> Ahoy, mates. I'm Salty Hope. Able-bodied seaman, sailor before the mass, world adventurer, and notary public. (laughs) Mother wanted me to be a lawyer. Tonight I'm going to tell you about a sea monster. A terrible monster that rose up out of the deep and destroyed the ship I was on. This monster had tentacles like an octopus, claws like a tiger, and more teeth than Liberace. (laughs) Some of you may find this hard to believe, but what I've seen with my own eyes, I've seen with my own eyes. And when I've seen something, I've seen it.
3: (laughs) So gather around,
0: mates, and I'll tell you as strange a tale as you ever heard. This sea story you're about to hear is true. Only the fish have been changed by the order of the Board of Health.
3: <laughs>
0: so let's go back to when it all began. San Francisco, the year is 1811 when the world's commerce was carried in sailing ships. But now the proud clipper ships are afraid to leave San Francisco Harbor, and sailors huddle in frightened groups on the dock. I tell you, lads, go out on these ships and you'll never come back. The monsters dragged 50 of them to the bottom. I'm staying on land. Me too. Well, well I ain't scared. I'll sail on any ship anywhere. What's the matter, you chicken? <laughs> what are you all afraid of? Afraid of a sea monster 105 feet long with scaly claws and breathing on fire. Oh. Throw some water on him, boys. He's fainted. <laughs> Paralyzed San Francisco Harbor. Something had to be done. The United States Navy commissioned a gunboat to search out the monster and call for volunteers. Next man, step forward. Aye, aye, sir. Name? Salty Hope. Age? Nineteen. <laughs> I love this trip. My favorite. Rating? Able-bodied seaman and master harpooner. I see you brought your harpoon with you. <laughs> we may forget the monster and go after you. Master Harpooner, huh? Hmm? You'll come in handy when we run down the sea beast. Oh, I'm sure I will, sir. I can throw a three-pound harpoon a thousand feet or a thousand-pound harpoon three feet, whichever you (laughs) prefer. You're a good harpooner, huh? Well, I don't want to brag, but they always call me to get the last olive out of the bottle. (laughs) I'm warning you, you've got your work cut out for you. The sea monster's gigantic. I can handle them, sir. I'm an expert. You are? Yes, sir. I've harpooned 500 whales, 50 walruses, a dozen sea lions, and a bosun's mate who didn't get out of the way in time. How awful. Oh, it was over so fast, he didn't know what hit him. One moment he was laughing, the next shish kebab. Well, do I sail with you, Captain? Yes, we'll sign you on. Next man, step forward. Well, mate... Next morning we set out after the (laughs) monster. All San Francisco lined the shore as we sailed out of the harbor. We sailed past the docks. We sailed under the Golden Gate Bridge. We sailed past Alcatraz. (laughs) Milton Berle's got friends everywhere. (laughs) It was a grand sight as we headed down the bay under full sail. Raise the topsails reach the arm. You, why aren't you working? I don't have to work. I'm the harpooner. Well, is that all you're going to do? Just stand there picking your teeth? <laughs> it's my harpoon, sir. I'll do what I want with it. searched for a month with no sign of the monster and all that time the only thing we sighted was a school of porpoises a few sticks of driftwood and a, a loser from people are funny <laughs> swimming back we searched every foot of the ocean sailing in smaller and smaller circles until we were sailing in such a small circle the lookout on the front of the ship got his necktie caught in the rudder <laughs> We were beginning to believe there wasn't any monster, and then one night it happened. Steelho! Vessel off the port bow! Hand me my telescope. Ye cad. What is it, Captain? That's no vessel. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's long and slimy and has great hairy arms and glowing yellow eyes. What'll we do? There was only one thing we could do. We searched the captain's cabin and took away his bottle. <laughs> monster. It's coming at a full speed. It'll smash the ship to pieces. Run out the cannon. Fire number one. Fire two. Fire three. <laughs> oh, that doesn't stop the monster. It's going to hit us amidships. midship. Don't worry, I'll get it with this harpoon. A gigantic monster loomed up in front of me. With all my strength, I hurled the harpoon into its mammoth side, but it had no effect at all. It was like sticking a toothpick in Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> the thing wore on and smashed into our ship. The ship sank instantly. I found myself in the water, and I couldn't swim.
1: Help! Help! I'll save you. I'll help you over to that piece of driftwood. Just put your hand on
0: my shoulder. Oh, gee, thanks. A few minutes later, I was safe on a drifting spar through a great stroke of luck. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
0: What a time to meet Florence Chadwick. (laughs)
1: Here's
0: Maggie Maggie Whiting. I'm thinking that's all I want from you, assisted by Les Brown. Come in, Maggie. Maggie Whiting.
1: A little. That's all I want from you. A sunny day, we both up to the sky. A kiss and no goodbye. That's all I want from you. Don't let me down. show me.
0: story. On the spot where the gunboat sank, there is nothing afloat but a driftwood raft.
3: Oh, all oh, this hot sun beating down.
0: Water. Water. <laughs> we're done for. We'll never see land again. I had a feeling he was right. The sun beat down. Waves washed over us. We broiled one minute, froze the next. I didn't mind it. I was from California. <laughs> There we were. The two of us were the only survivors. The boatswain's mate and me, the harpooner. (laughs) Will you quit blubbering, man? Go over there and sit down. Okay. Oh! What's the matter? Will you be careful where you leave that harpoon? (laughs) Johnny, turn around and I'll pull it out. The days went by. We drifted helplessly. We had the ship's compass, but it was no good. It only pointed to north. (laughs) We were so desperate for something neat, we started to look at each other. Somehow, I didn't trust the bosun's mate. Nothing I could put my finger on except the way he kept walking around me with a knife and a fork and a bottle of ketchup. (laughs) In our misery, the sea monster was forgotten, and suddenly it rose up out of the ocean right beside us. Ahoy, the rock! You men, come aboard and step life! It was not a monster at all. It was a strange undersea ship, the like of which the world had never seen before. It had portholes along its sides, a turret in the center, and two long, sharp tails. A man stood on its deck. <laughs> the pistol in my hand! Get aboard! Not me! I'm not coming on your ship, and you can't make me. No matter what you do, you hear? You'll never get me on that ship, so there's no use of your... The last one aboard, the (laughs) S.S. Take them below, men. Close the hatch. Aye, aye, sir. Prepare to submerge. Submerge. The weird craft plunged under the sea. Through the huge windows, we could see schools of fish swimming by. Great sea turtles. And on the ocean floor, strange coral formation, shells, and the guy who wrote Shaboom.
3: <laughs>
0: the captain walked over to me. You are aboard the Nautilus, the world's first submarine. It travels beneath the ocean. Beneath the ocean? How do you get air down here? Through a double-coil induction vaculator system controlled by a selective dynamometer which ionizes hydrogen and nitrogen by osmotic condensation. Any questions? Yeah, how do you get air down here? <laughs> Through a long straw. (laughs) You say this is the first submarine? Yes, I invented it myself. By accident. By accident? Yes, I was trying to make a piggy bank and it got away from me. I
3: spent...
0: I have spent my entire fortune building this ship and it's worth it. I live here under the sea in perfect contentment. No place has such peace and quiet. No place is so far removed from the world. Poor man, he'd never heard of Pasadena. <laughs> I don't see how you stand it down here out of touch with everything. Well, I do get a little curious. What's going on in the world? Well, it's the year 1811. James Madison is president. The railroad is halfway to the Pacific, and Crosby just made another picture.
3: <laughs>
0: Crosby? Is he still around? Yeah, he will never let go. <laughs> Captain, you're not going to stay down here the rest of your life, are you? Why not? My kingdom is the sea, my friends are the fish. And the ocean is my backyard. Sounds jolly but soggy. <laughs> I'll slow down your badminton game.
3: <laughs>
0: I know you must think I'm a madman, but I'm not. I'm not, you hear? I'm perfectly sane.
3: <laughs>
0: your tonsils went that way. <laughs> down here I'm ruler of all I survey. Standing there, the captain was a striking figure with his black beard and dark, piercing eyes. There was nothing particularly strange about his eyes except that one was above the other. (laughs) He looked as though his mother had been frightened by a traffic light. You! Why are you staring at me? I'm sorry, I was waiting for the go-ahead signal. (laughs) He was very richly dressed. He wore a beautiful purple velvet robe and puffed on a hand-carved meerschaum pipe that hung loosely around his hips. (laughs) After a fine dinner that evening He showed us around a strange vessel And this is our automatic kitchen Even though we're five miles down in the ocean We're equipped to cook 600 lobsters at one time 600 lobsters, why so many? You never know when people will drop
3: in
0: (laughs) Ah, he was real gone He had more screws loose than a dollar watch and here's my next invention. This machine washes the clothes of the entire crew in a single operation. How does it work? Well, when I press this button, hot water flows through this chromium pipe. Cold water enters from this pipe over here, and a scientifically measured amount of soap powder slides down this stainless steel tube and drops into the mixture. Yeah, but how do you actually wash the clothes? We pound them between two rocks.
3: <laughs>
0: Amazing. Amazing. How long are you going to keep us prisoner on this submarine, Captain? I must warn you, don't try to escape. On a submarine, the slightest mishap can cause disaster. Really? To give you an example, this morning we submerged too fast, while the hatch above the crew's quarters was still open. It was a terrible tragedy. What happened? We lost our ashtray. <laughs> yeah, a thing like that could stop any ship.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, we'll finish our tour. Later that night, we sat in the captain's cabin, and he told us of his mad inventions. His voice raved on and on. And I've invented new forms of communication that will stagger the world. I predict someday there will be a telegraph. I predict there will be telephones. I predict there will be radio. He was beginning to sound like Drew Pearson. (laughs) How can there be radio? This is the year 1811. You doubt me. I have a set right here. I'll switch it on. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North America and all the ships at sea. Let's go to France. Gee, he started earlier than I thought. Attention, West Coast editors. Marjorie Maine and Eddie Fisher have just eloped. They are now in Hong Kong. To shake off reporters, they are traveling under the name of Mr. and Mrs. Key Luke. How did he ever beat Luella to that one? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in case you get a call from that certain musical program, the secret song this week is, Don't Go Down in the Mine Tonight, Mother, I'll Bring the Coal Up Myself. (laughs) Isn't that Walter Cronkite wonderful? (laughs) And in addition to radio, I have other ideas that will amaze the world. I've already invented a machine that will fly through the air. You've invented airplanes? Yes, now I'm working on something to make them practical. What's that? Stewardesses. (laughs) he was nuts but I liked the way he was thinking (laughs) but I haven't told you about all of my inventions yet I'm working on some fantastic things the captain raved on and on through the night no question about it he was wackier than Jerry Lewis the psychiatrist (laughs) my ideas will revolutionize industry commerce the whole world about three in the morning he began to nod his eyes grew heavy Escape was the only thought in my mind. Watching my chance, I leaped for the pistol in his belt. Ha Now I got you. Put your hands up over your head. You fool! Give me that pistol or I'll take it away from you. Get back. Now hand me that gun. <laughs> but I shot you so many times. Why don't you fall? I forgot to tell you, I also invented bulletproof longies. <laughs>